Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Bay NRL, your localised Hawks Bay podcast for all things NRL. And sorry, this podcast is coming a little late in the week. Had a busy week at work, working in retail in a supermarket, but I'll kick into it. Anyway, this show will be a little bit different. I'm not going to cover results as much as we are midway through a round, so I'll wait until the end of this round and cover both in the next podcast. This one we're going to follow on a bit of the news around the NRL, a bit of questions. Obviously we'll have the competition and the multi, and a few other bits and pieces as well. So the first thing we're into is the news. The Manly Sea Eagles have been fined $750,000 for salary cap breaches over the past five years, while two Manly Sea Eagles officials have also received 12-month ban. A $660,000 penalty will be applied to the club's salary cap for this season and next year, meaning the club will be operating at a cap of $9 million. The breach involves 15 players over five years, totaling $1.5 million. Now the NRL has announced that no competition points will be deducted because their squad is now compliant with the cap. Which I can see sometimes makes a little bit of sense, but it also says to all the other clubs out there, right, well you can breach the salary cap this season, so long as you're under the cap next season, you won't, you'll receive a financial fine, the club, but the team won't exactly be penalised. Which I actually do seem kind of fair now that I say it, because it's not the players on the field that have breached the salary cap, it's the head office, so it's the head office that needs to suffer. So it's whether those CEOs, the board, they're the ones that suffer. That makes sense to me. I've actually talked myself into it making sense. Cronulla Sharks coach Shane Flanagan has come forward about why him and star half James Maloney hadn't contacted each other since the end of last season. Flanagan states that Maloney was seeking an upgraded contract plus an extension to the one he already had at the Sharks, but the club were reluctant to do that as he was not in his final year of his contract and there would also possibly be 16 other players who played in that grand final looking for the same thing. So they had to balance things out and Flanagan states that it's great Maloney was able to find a three-year deal elsewhere as the Sharks were not in a position to offer him what he wanted. And last but not least, Josh Papali has backed Canberra teammate Blake Austin to bounce back from his axing of the Australian Capital NRL team. Former Warriors halfback Arta Hinaho will make his debut for the Raiders from the interchange bench after linking up with Ricky Stewart's side less than two weeks before the season. Papali said Austin has taken the news well, especially given he has a chance to be a late inclusion. Aidan Caesar and Sia Soiola have been named in the run-on side, but enter the match under injury clouds. That news is brought to you by foxsports.com.au forward slash NRL. Moving on now, it's three questions. Alright, we're on to three questions now, and the first question of the day is... What do Australian Rugby League have to do to clarify the position for players who wish to play State of Origin? Now, for me, being a New Zealander and a Kiwis fan, it's quite clear-cut. If you play for the Kiwis, you cannot play State of Origin. So now, Andrew Fafita, he played for Tonga, the World Cup last year, 
is he still eligible to play for New South Wales? Personally, I don't think there should be a different set of rules, regardless of which country you're from. State of origin, from what I've understand it, is the club that you first play rugby league for. Whatever state that is in, I'm not sure whether that's junior or first senior grade game of rugby league, that is the state that you play for. So what do you think about this? What do you think Australian Rugby League can do to clarify this rule? In my opinion, it's simple as that. The club that you first play, let's say senior rugby league for in Australia, whichever state that aligns to, that is how you qualify. So if you're not playing for a club that's assigned to New South Wales or Queensland State, tough, you miss out, it doesn't matter where you're from. And once you've qualified to play for that state then you can't go and play for another country. And you might disagree with it, but I think that is fair and it is just justified for a blanket rule across the whole NRL. Second question of the tonight's three questions is at this point in the season, I know we're only three rounds in, but who is the favourite to win the Premiership? Now at the moment you look at them and say, it's the Dragons. And the Warriors. It's phenomenal. Out of any of clubs, who would have picked that the Dragons and the Warriors would be the two leading teams at this point? Now, I'm going to go somewhere. I think that the West Tigers and the Sydney Roosters are the other two clubs that will be in that top four stage. The Tigers, although they haven't put together a complete performance, they've had some very, very close wins. And I think the Roosters, they've got so much talent there that it won't take them too long before they're firing on all cylinders and they will create probably a string of maybe eight wins on the trot, I believe, with Cooper Cronk at the helm there. And both say at the helm running running the show from seven. And with the leadership and Boyd Cordner as well. It's a very, very exciting time for the Sydney Roosters and Trent and coach Trent Robertson will be looking forward to seeing his team click. And the third and final question of our three questions for tonight is with Nathan Cleary out of the picture for State of Origin for at least the first game, who would be your selection for that number seven jersey? Obviously Mitchell Pearce is the incumbent. Would you go with him or would you look for someone like uh, Mitchell Moses or possibly someone like Matt Moylan from the Panthers or Luke Kerry from the Roosters? I think James Maloney uh, at the moment is the front runner for the number six role, obviously with Cleary out as well, but he is a very solid goal kicker, he is a very good director of play and he is also very calm. And I think New South Wales, they've seen the continuity that Queensland have got from having a settled halves pairing. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept Maloney and Pierce just to try and... You can't expect the combination to work straight away as much as you want it to. I think Maloney and Pierce have got to be the combination for New South Wales. They know how to play on that big stage and that is what I think will get New South Wales at least one win in this Origin Series hopefully for my sake, I'm a New South Wales fan, to get them the NRL State of Origin trophy. Right, now, moving on, it's competition time.
Session time now, and last week I asked you how many points did Daily Cherry Evans score against the Parramatta Eels in round three? He scored 22, which comprised of one try, eight conversions, and a solitary penalty goal. No one emailed in, no one contacted the page, so there is no prize. Come on guys, you've got to get into it. You want to get some prizes, you've got to enter the competitions. Alright, this week's question. What is the nickname for Phil Gould? Okay. Nine commentator, what is the nickname for Phil Gould? Send your answer into competitions at baynrl.com and you can go in to win a $20 New World gift card. All correct answers will go into the draw and that will be done live on the Facebook page out of the hat. Moving on now, it's time for the multi. Now my multi has already failed for this week. I'm doing quite terribly in the multis at the moment. Getting probably only half of the games right. However, don't forget, you have a chance to win a share of the multi. So you've got to encourage me. If you feel like you want me to back a certain team, I'll give you my opinions on who I think is going to win. If you want to back that team, say, hey Josh, I think these guys are going to win. And if they do, then I might adjust my multi for the next week. So offer up your predictions for the weeks to come. If I might pick what you choose. And if that comes true, you could be in to win $100 share of that multi. All you have to do, like I said, is like, comment, and share on the Facebook page. And it will be drawn live out of a hat on that said page. And it was quite funny, though. If I'd known this beforehand, I never would have picked him. But uh, with Sean Johnson being ruled out of the Warriors game, I wish I'd have changed my pick to Sydney Roosters. But I had picked the Warriors. Unfortunately, the multi doesn't count because I need to get all the other ones correct as well. But I picked the Warriors to beat the Roosters. And that was paying $3 if you had just picked it straight off. So not a bad return for you there. Anyway, moving on now to Supercoach. Super coach time now, and I'm lagging behind a little bit. I'm getting some great performances out of players, but not complete enough. Uh, so what I need to do is figure out a, co- a core group of players that I can stick with. I've already got a couple, and Tohu Harris, who's performing very, very well. Uh, Josh Jackson is a solid performer. Sean Johnson is my other one, and Jake Granville from the Cowboys. That group of players is doing very, very well for me, but I need to figure out some other ones, preferably in the outside backs, which are really letting me down at the moment. They're scoring maybe 30, 40 points each on average per game. I need something around that 70, 80 point mark at least. So if you have a super coach dream team and outside backs, help, 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 help a brother out. I mean, it's not going to... To take away from your performance but I'd like to see a bit of competition where we help each other out I definitely must say that if you've got Sean Johnson in your side when he's playing have him as your captain Tohu Harris definitely have him and Jake Gramble he's as solid as any other player that I've ever seen in Supercoach and he will only get better with game time this season in my opinion so that rounds out Supercoach for this week and because I was a little late in uploading the podcast. I'm not going to go through any round review. 
Next week's podcast will hopefully be uploaded on Tuesday. We'll be able to go in more in depth, hopefully in the last two rounds of the NRL. So it might be a bit of a longer podcast, but hey, we need it. There's interest there. We will cover it. Until next time, ciao for now.